Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. Hey friends, it's Andy. Welcome to our new show, Accelerate Expresso. Look, I mean, I know you're busy, and it's hard to keep up with all six of the great episodes we publish each week. So with this show, Accelerate Expresso, we're going to deliver highlights from each episode from the previous week. And in the process, give you short, delicious shots of insight from a show you might have missed and to help amp you up for the coming week. Now, before we jump into it, please remember to visit iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, leave a review, please, for Accelerate. We need your feedback to ensure that we keep delivering the high levels of value you expect. Okay, let's Expresso. First up on Expresso, episode number 11. From episode 482 is my friend Kelly Riggs. Kelly's the creator of The Business Locker Room, author of Quit Whining and Start Selling, which is one of my all-time favorite sales titles, He's a speaker, a podcaster, and co-founder of CounterMentors. In our conversation, we talk about how to manage and lead a sales team with people from four different generations on it. I love his whole shtick when he talks about it's just the wrong word to use, but I love his whole explanation when he says is that kids t- today don't actually have to uh, develop interpersonal skills because they do everything on apps, right? So they don't have to say yes when they mean no and no when they mean yes. And if they don't like someone, they just swipe left. And if they like them, they swipe right. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so funny. So and then they get into the workplace. And they have to learn to interact with a, a generation that's, you know, mostly in charge and boomers, and their the perspectives are so different, their values are different, and and yet they intersect in some very very interesting ways. And once you understand those things, you can really make some some terrific strides in creating that that incredible high performance workplace that we all th- care about. On Tuesday, in episode four eighty three, I spoke with David Allen. David is the founder of David Allen Company and author of three best-selling books, including the all-time classic and one of my all-time favorites, Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. In our conversation, we talked about personal productivity and how to prioritize what you're working on and how to get the right things done. Well, in a strange way, everybody's already totally productive because you're producing whatever you've got and whatever you're experiencing. But that mm-hmm. could be could be fun. It could be spaghetti. It could be whatever you're doing. It could be listening to this. You're being productive because you said, I want to listen to this. And so you're, if you're doing that, that's what you're doing. You're producing uh, that experience. What most people refer to when they talk about productivity is improving somehow what mm-hmm. I'm doing, what I'm doing, the quality of it, the quantity of it, et cetera. So there are actually two aspects of that. One is uh, just to be more efficient with what you're doing. Uh, in other words, if you're trying to list this, listen to this, you know, standing upside down or something, that may not be your most efficient way to pay attention. <laughs> so, well, part of it is just, you know, one, you could be more productive. Call, hey, I'm I'm trying to get across town. What's the most easy and efficient way for me to get across town? 
And the second way to be more productive is to be more selective in what you're trying to produce. Called, do I really want to go across town, or should I meditate, or should I, you know, make a sales call, or what else? You know, making your choices about where what you decide to produce at any point in time. And so those are the two aspects that uh, usually people are after when they say we need to be more productive or we've got a productivity crisis. A productivity crisis simply means, hey, we should be we should be focused on something different than we are, or we need to be more efficient or effective at at achieving whatever we're focused on. Next up in episode 484 is Evan Carmichael, entrepreneur, entrepreneur coach. He's an author. And Evan's the author of a new book, Your One Word, which I really enjoyed reading. And he joins me for the second time on this episode. We have a great conversation about how to identify your core values and having done that, how you can build a life and a sales career that is on point. It's much more purposeful than just reacting to other people's agendas for you. So when we talk about one word, you talk about having a word that sort of exemplifies your value, is this the same as personal branding? It is. I think a lot of people look at it in, in slightly the wrong way. I think a lot of people come from it only from a business point of view. And I did this too at the start when I was going through this process. You have to understand that it comes from you first. What is it that you stand for as a human being? And then how do you bring that to your business? A lot of people just say, what does my business stand for? But it has to start with what do you stand for then you bring to your business because there's so many companies that say they stand for something because it looks good from a marketing point of view, but then they don't actually stand for it. Like right. when you talk to the salespeople or you talk to the receptionist or you look at the, you know, when you actually work with their products, it's like, I don't get that feeling, right? And so it has to come from an authentic, genuine place. This is where the entrepreneur, especially, but also, you know, salespeople, sales professionals can make that personal connection with people so that they can stand out and win. Right. So they really need to, when you talk about your one word, is that, I mean, as I was reading the book, I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's not just if you're a salesperson for a company saying, yeah, I'm, I'm representing the value of that word, let's say, that my company has, but they need their own as well. Absolutely. Because, I, mean, I mean, to make that connection with another human being to you know, build that relationship, that requires that as well. Absolutely. And, and you'll find that when people are happiest at their work, there's... there's your word doesn't have to be the exact same word as the company, but if it's too far off, you're not going to be happy. Right. Yeah, you're, 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 working, right, you're working in the wrong place. A hundred percent. Right. It's not that the company's wrong or you're wrong. You're just in the wrong business. Right. You right. Work some, if you have immense job dissatisfaction and it's like from coming from a place of values, they value this, you value this. Don't try to fit their mold. Just go somewhere else where you can shine. Right. And that could be on your own. So, so you wrote this book at a time when you were already successful. So, so what, what changed? I mean, what was the sort of the epiphany that, that you had that said, okay, I need to change what I'm, how I'm positioning this, I guess. So I had sold my first business. I, you know, I had a successful exit. I started my second business. It was building up, having success. And quite honestly, I just, I was getting bored because I felt like I could be doing more. I felt like, this was going, you know, we were, it was a money-making machine, but I felt like I could be doing more with my life and with my business. I was searching for more meaning myself. And quite often it's hard to get off that train where you're having success. Right. And say, I'm going to do something different. In episode 485, I spoke with Michael Afric. He's serial entrepreneur, CEO, founder of Inmoji. We had an interesting conversation about how to run marketing campaigns and lead gen campaigns using messaging platforms. Again, my, my partner and I, I, I think we really saw this as a second coming of the wallpaper ringtone business to a large degree in the sense that we saw that there was this 
adoption of a behavior that people were doing very um, willingly and and non-intrusively. It was, hey, in, in, in the first iteration with the wallpapers, people wanted to decorate their phone. People wanted to sort of express themselves through their phone, um, whether that be through a ringtone or, or a wallpaper or a video. And, and, and we were looking at the way people were using um, emojis. And we were like, this, from this story is starting to tell itself the same way to, to a large degree. Here you have this habit, very frictionless. Mm-hmm. Um, people are sort of using it to connect with each other and share things. And it's on the mobile phone again. And, and and then the 80-20 rule kind of dropped off and it became 20% nuanced to what we're doing. But we looked at it and we said, wow, these icons are um, they're really Trojan horses for any sort of content to be dropped into a message. And this behavior is so vastly adopted and exploding so quickly. What if we were to just make that smiley face a brand icon and that icon was clickable and allowed you to preview content or, or engage with a brand fully. So it's not just a brand impression, but it's a, a fully immersed experience in a mm-hmm. little icon. And, and, you know, I think we, we knew that messaging was, was exploding and, and keep in mind when, when we founded our company, Facebook had not bought, um, uh, uh, WhatsApp for $22 billion yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were sniffing it out. We were like, you know what, this is getting really interesting and the numbers and the volume of people and the, the amount of messages, and it's just there's so much opportunity. And so we decided early on we're going to go for this. But we said it's not going to just be about an icon. We, we didn't believe that. Um, we believe that it was, it was going to be, it had to be for brands about more than just a brand impression. Um, because after a while, brands want to know what's the ROI. Sure. What, what do I get out of this? Right. And so he said, you have, we have to make it be able to click. On Frontline Friday this week, episode 486, Bridget and I spoke a little bit more personal than usual and talked about how to balance your summer vacations, travel, family, and work. That's right. You know, how to hit your number when all you're thinking about is being on the beach. Well, just, yeah. yeah I mean, plan that we're entering a vacation mode. And, and it differs. I mean, in... Uh, Europe, there are different months that are really heavy on vacation. In the U.S., there are some months. Israel has its own own set of holidays, which I'm learning all about. It's In fact, I was so excited that we've got one coming up. Um, we've got Memorial Day coming up. And by the time this airs, it may have already passed, but we've got Memorial Day coming up. And I feel like it was the first holiday that we've had. Israel's had a whole bunch of them, but right. we do think about it. We do. We think about okay, they're going to be out. How do we want to? What do we? How do we want to front load that potentially, or at least put it into our planning? So, how do you front load things in your business? I mean, is it just a matter of because you've got a certain lead time? What's your average sales cycle? Depends on the segment of the business, but it can be 30 days. It can be, it's not too long, 60 to 90 days. Yeah, still pretty short, but I mean. And, and obviously enterprises months, but yeah, yeah you you definitely have a lead time. And, you know, somebody, my, one of my favorite quotes, you've probably heard it, something to the effect of um, a pipeline creates confidence. So if you've got enough pipeline, then yeah, you can sort of have the confidence that you'll, you won't have the dip in those months, whether it be from 
vacation, summer scheduling, somebody drops off whatever it is. Finally this week, episode 487 with Eric Tausig, co-founder and CEO of Prialto. We talk about Eric's belief that every salesperson needs a virtual assistant to handle all the necessary repetitive tasks that consume their sales time and don't contribute to making their number. And I think he's got a point. So let's check it out. Yeah. And, and um, so that's not my favorite word, but, um, but there are a lot of kind of routine activities that uh, a salesperson doesn't have to do. And, and I'm thinking, you know, primarily of that outside, um, you know, B2B salesperson that's on planes or, you know, out of the office, um, originating a relationship and nurturing that relationship through a transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's where their special contribution lies is in that relationship building and nurturing. And so, uh, you know, all the activities that lead up to originating that relationship or some of the mechanical stuff around staying in touch with that relationship um, doesn't necessarily have to be done by them. And sometimes it's actually counterproductive for them to do it because they don't do it well. It's just rare for, there's a lot of critical detail um, that uh, needs to be done right uh, in the background to help that person nurture those relationships. But it's rare that the relationship person and the detail-oriented person lives in the same person. So that's it, friends. Another excellent week of Accelerate, the world's best sales podcast. Please take 30 seconds right now. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. I personally want to know what I can do to make this an even more valuable resource for you. For our regular listeners, I'll see you bright and early Monday morning. For everyone else, we'll see you again back here next week. Until then, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales. We're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.